Hi, I'm Helen Joy Butler, and this is Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality, a weekly podcast series where we talk about sanctuary, spirituality, and everything in between. As a sanctuary creator and elemental space clearer, I help people create sanctuary in their homes and lives in practical, emotional, and spiritual ways. In this podcast, we will be talking about sanctuary, spirituality, alignment, intention, and much more, all in the hope of supporting you on your own sanctuary and spiritual journey. I invite you to take time to pause, to settle in with today's episode, and if it feels right, to spend time journaling your thoughts and learnings afterwards. Because it's when you embody these learnings that you will achieve greater alignment in all aspects of your life. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, dear listener. Welcome back to Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality. Today, I'm excited to bring to you a beautiful sanctuary chat I had with Sarah Capacci and Natasha Wagner from Alchemista. So these two gorgeous ladies are friends, soul sisters and modern day alchemists. Sarah is a well-being mentor and Natasha, a psychotherapist. So with the shared love of essential oils, science and spirituality, Sarah and Tash wanted to create a range of products to support you in your practices of connection, self-care and personal ritual. So their beautiful oils are purposefully selected and set with specific intentions that are designed to enhance healing, well-being and transformation. You know that these ladies are already speaking my language when they talk about ritual, when they talk about spirituality, when they mention intentions. So it's an absolute honor and a blessing to bring them to you today. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Tash. It's so, so beautiful to have you both here with me today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. I um, also want to do a, a huge shout out to Sarah because Tash and I are both in Brisbane in Australia, so we're on the same time zone. But Sarah, would you like to just, you know, share with us a little bit about where you are? Yes, of course. So we, as a family, are crazy travelers and we love uh, being always on adventures. So um, for the last few months, we've been in Italy, where I'm originally from. And um, it's now summer. So fortunately, we are out of that crazy energy lockdown and everything that there's been. And it, it, it's morning here, early, early morning. Um, but yeah, the energy is beautiful. Everybody's out and the sun is shining. And um, yeah, so, so beautiful to be back here where, you know, it's my homeland. But I've been in Brisbane for a long time too. So that's, I guess, how we all connected. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And interesting. So let's dive straight in because you two ladies are in partnership in this gorgeous business called Alchemista, which I shared a little bit in the intro. Um, but let's dive in a little bit more with that. Like, how did you meet? Uh, what is Alchemista? You know, what's the journey of that? How did that come about? And maybe even a little bit about yourselves individually before you then, you know, collectively came together. So, Tash, would you like to dive in first? Sure, I can start the story. Um, so I always say that Sarah and I met... Sorry, I said Sarah, oh my gosh. Her name is Sarah. That was really important. I know she's looking at me going, what? Sarah, i got to roll the R's. I never say that. Very strange. Anyway, we met, Sarah and I met through synchronicity, I guess. Um, I had actually been doing a course, um, a marketing course, feels like forever ago now, uh, Grace Lever, that Sarah was in. So we were in the same kind of Facebook group and I had put a post up because I wanted to start hosting some meetups in Brisbane for women in business and I really wanted to create these events where women were coming to connect, just not on the marketing level of this is my business and this is what I do, but to actually more deeply connect and build relationships and to collaborate. And I decided uh, most of the things that I've done in my business, I've done alone and I really wanted to do it differently this time. So I put a call out for some co-hosts or co-collaborators and Sarah was one of the first people in the group who responded to me. So we actually met for a coffee in uh, New Farm and she fell in love with me, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and I fell in love with her. Um, Thanks. <laughs> we have a shared love of connection. It was really kind of uncanny. This was a word that was really important for us. And I talked about the importance of connection in the work that I do. So my background is I'm a clinical psychotherapist. So I work with people around connection, helping them to get back in touch with themselves. Um, and Sarah had the connection project. So we had this shared love of connection that brought us together. And we started running meetups together. And from there, it sort of turned into a friendship and this, kind of journey into Alchemista and I guess I can share more or Sarah can share more of how that kind of started and evolved because again that was really um, synchronicity at, at work I think and really divine timing so yeah. Beautiful Sarah do you want to step in and, and add on a bit more? Sure um, yeah I, I think the key words here are synchronicities and divine timing um, I've, I've been on a journey of study, of mothering, of, um, very intense life, I guess. <laughs> and I was ready to, um, you know, come out in the world, like in person, I've done some online stuff and I, I was, I was ready to do more in-person things and meet people and, and really connect deeply with people. So when uh, Tash put the call out for meetup groups that based on real connection, I was like, oh my goodness, let's do this. Please, please, let, let's, let's collaborate. Um, and I remember, yes, I did fall in love with her at first sight <laughs> because she said the magic word connection. I was like, oh, yes that's that's my jam <laughs> i love connection <laughs> so much that um 
So as I, I've been always in love with all types of complementary medicine. Um, yeah, whether it's, you know, homeopathy or naturopathy, all these kind of things. Um, but at the end of all my studies, I've, I've asked myself this question and I was like, there's plenty of practitioners that help people when they're actually uh, not well. But what, what are we missing before then, before we, you know, feel not well? And there was this word coming up so much for me. It was like connection. Like it's really when we disconnect from ourselves, from you know, our environment, other people that we feel that sense of uneasiness. And, and so, yes, um, from there, the connection project started and, um, and I started to collaborate with Tash on the meetups and, and meet all these beautiful ladies. So we worked together like for about a year. Um, and then one day, uh, I think we we had we we needed to have a meeting with someone else, and this someone else didn't show up, and so synchronicities, and and you know when you know someone quite like quite well, but you don't know if you can really talk about the next step, like <laughs> the the channeling messages and the dreams and uh, angels and you know like. Uh, all these next step things. And so we were looking at each other and yeah, taking time. This person will arrive. Yeah. And by the way, okay, I can't take it anymore. Let's talk about my chat, the messages I channeled in the last few months, you know, and it's about this and this. And she was like, oh, oh yeah, I know about that. I also got that message. And is that about this symbol? Is that about the Ouroboros? Is that about the, you know, elements and the connection and the, and the dragons? And I'm like, oh, chills. <laughs> like, yes. It's just like, you know, when that happens and it's like you open the Pandora <laughs> jar and boom. And so we started talking about all these magical things and, all these um, messages that were coming through and she also had. And I guess that's where Alchemista started right there and then. Yeah, yeah. amazing. And that whole soul sister connection, there's that word yeah. again. It's just like my heart just like, going, Whoa! <laughs> because it was, it was divinely guided. The, the connection, the fact that you're doing the same course and then, you know, the meetups and now this beautiful essential oil brand that you ladies birthed, I want to say just over a year ago, it came out. Yeah. I think, yeah. And interestingly, because as you know, I pull an Oracle card from the guy Oracle deck for each of the musings on the sanctuary and spirituality podcast episodes. And the card that came out today says sacred heart. And it's got this beautiful, you know, heart with these flames around it. Then it's like this connection with, you know, universe with source, but underneath that, it also says passion, love and spiritual communion. And when you were both talking, I'm going, that's why this card came forward today because it brought about that communion between the two of you. Um, as well as, you know, kind of this concept that you wanted, I'm, well, what I'm hearing is, you know, you wanted to bring nurturing to yourselves and others through the process. So in regards to Alchemista, 
Is that kind of part of your approach, part of your philosophy, ethos stepping forward, is trying to help the person using your product, you know, essentially connect with themselves more? Is, am I right? Am I on the right track? Definitely. You, you go. um yeah so and sarah can add to this but i think the whole intention of alchemista is that we wanted to create something or tools for people to use to help them connect to themselves because that's where all the wisdom kind of lies and sarah touched on it you know we often know the things that we need but if we're disconnected from ourselves from spirit divine whatever word you want to use for it it can be really hard to feel like i guess you are connected knowing what you need in your life so the essential oils were really to support people and this is why we set them with intentional words and symbols as well um we didn't want people just to reach for like sarah says it's not just reaching for lavender we're reaching for peace so what is the intention what is the thing that you want to create and Alchemista comes from the word alchemist. So it's a Basque word and we chose this word because an alchemist creates, um, you know, basically turns matter into something magical and amazing. And we believe that everyone can be a modern day alchemist or alchemista, we would say, where you can kind of create what you want in your life. You can create your own reality. And the essential oils are the tools to support you in doing that. So whether you need more peace, whether you need more faith, whether you need more awareness, purpose, which is all the names of our oils, or whether you want more connection, which of course we have an oil called connection. Um, If you want any of those things that you can create those and how do we use the essential oils as part of our connection practices of ritual, of self-care, of really carving out that time for ourselves that I think sometimes in this busy world, we don't always do. But for me anyway, and I know I can speak for Sarah too, I think there's a yearning and for many people to go back to those places of being able to have time and space and ritual, like really deeply connect to your personal ritual, whether it's mandalas, whether it's journaling, whether it's breath work, yoga, um, but really taking the time and space to do all those things. Mm, beautiful. Sarah, do you want to, you're nodding like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that, that's when alchemista, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of the same thing that happens all the time. We uh, get interviewed or we speak is like, yes, they, they could be my words. Yes, of course. <laughs> because it's just this, um, yeah, that, that this, um, I don't know. It's like that sacred heart. Like it it contains all my values, all my uh, desired dreams, visions for the world. And when Tash speaks, I'm like, yes, that's that. I feel that too. Yes, of course. (laughs) And very rarely we disagree. And it's just, it's very rare because we hold very similar uh, values and we value connection. And, and that card that you drew before is just, um, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, that, that's just perfect because that's at the center of all we do. That's at the center of all we create and, and from where we create. So we, um, it, you know, we, we wanted to create tools. And do you need tools for your connection? Surely not. Like you, you can do it without anything. But for me, um, I really need to... 
uh, ground and touch something and have something physical like a crystal it really helps me to go into that space and into that um, realm of of connection um, and for me essential oils have always been actually since I had kids I started you know researching in more natural ways of doing this and doing that and 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 essential oils helped me in my personal journey beyond the physical and so they came through as a channel message as a very potent and powerful tool to reconnect to the elements of nature that's why we created the four elements that uh, that are within and around us um and so yes we reach for lavender as tash was saying but we reach also for peace which we um, wrote on the bottle to give also that oil, that extra um, high frequency of, of the word, the intention. Uh, but also we put on the bottle um, a symbol which represents water, for example. And this has all come together as a channeled, uh, the message, you know, that you scribble on paper and everything comes. And, and then when we looked at what came through, it was just astounding our, you know, lavender, of course, is peace and, and water is that element that holds you and supports you and nurtures you and allows you kind of let go even physically and on all levels when you're in the bath and, and in the water or in the ocean. It's just like, ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can let go of that, you know, struggle of the past, the worry of the future and, and just yeah. be in the here and now in peace. Yeah. So. That's gorgeous. I think when a lot of people hear the word intention and the word ritual, it can feel like they don't know what to do. They, this is what I see in my work anyway. They kind of feel clunky with it. They think, well, everyone else is doing the journaling. Everyone else is doing the meditating. And, and there's this pressure perhaps to be or do um, what other people you know, are doing in their own practices around intention or ritual. But I think it's really important and kind of what I'm hearing you say as well, it's like we can use these external tools, as you've said, Sarah. I could do it myself, but these tools put me in this place or this space of now I'm stepping into ritual, now I'm stepping into intention work. And I think the beautiful things with oils is that obviously that sense of smell right Mm. so we get that instant perhaps memory of somewhere we've been or the more we've used that particular tool or that particular oil it gets more infused with the energy that we want to bring to it and i think that's what i'm hearing you say as well is that this intention behind your oils is is, you know it's not just here's a bottle and let's put some lavender in it and voila there is so much more spiritual connection and intention behind them, which I think is actually really beautiful. Yeah. So thank you, firstly, for for doing that, um, bringing such a high vibrational product. Because um, I know I love using them, but you know that already. I use them all the time. So would you say that the your work individually in the work that you do, but also this work collectively, would you say that that was a spiritual calling? For you? Do you feel like it was like you've got to come along on this path or we're going to make you go along on the path? Do you want to go? Tash, yes. You go. <laughs> you go. 
On me, am I going? Yes. Ah, um, so my work, so individually and alchemista. Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting question because I think definitely I was called to do the work that I do now and it's probably evolving. Um, so in terms of the spiritual aspect in the last couple of years for me, so um, in psychotherapy or any type of counselling or therapy work, we're not always touching on the spiritual. Not everyone is kind of looking for that journey and potentially the same with essential oils, right? Mm -hmm. um, however, set the people I think are drawn to you and for me in the work that I'm doing personally, I think my spirituality has opened up and there's certain people that I'm working with that, you know, are on that journey and that path as well. So I would definitely say it was a calling. And for me, I guess, in terms of Alchemista, that was a kind of message of like, do it now. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a, this is what is meant to happen because even when we sat down and we started to think about the oils and we we're going through our process, like to start a business, like and get in 12 months, like we had everything as in the concept of the oils, the, the symbols, the words, the packaging, you know, the materials, the design, and it just all flowed. So mm -hmm. I can say that, yes, it was a calling and it was a do this, but it flowed so seamlessly. And I think that's the thing that, you know, you know you're on the right path when all of those things just fall into place. And as Sarah said, it was like, of course, lavender, this is a symbol. Yep, that's the word. And then we would look and we would do our research and we would go, wow, look at the properties of um, lavender and all the things that it promotes and how it's been used throughout the ages. Or, you know, look at the research on sweet orange essential oil and motivation. And it just all fit together. So, um, yes, I can definitely say there was a calling and a, a strict message of do it now with Alchemista. I love that. And we all know that when things flow like that, that you're on the right path. Yeah. It's if, if you'd come across stumbling blocks or challenges along the way that made it like a six-year project or something, you would have known <laughs> this isn't where your energies are supposed to be going. Thanks, Tash. What about you, Sarah? Do you think your work is a spiritual calling? Oh, definitely. And, um, yeah, I think starting from Alchemista, that how we came together and how all this information came through, it was more of saying yes to a, like, I, I didn't really uh, search how to, you know, went on Google and say how to start a, an essential oil <laughs> business. It wasn't really that. It was just like all these messages coming through and it was like, do you say yes or not? Like it's, it, it was actually really uh, or not. It was like, <laughs> when like I, <laughs> so it was also um, clear and seamless and, such a beautiful and and needed like at the time it was like oh yeah we do need that we it, the message was to to support and help people to um, reconnect obviously reconnection again and this time was very specific about the elements of nature and those elements of nature um, were shown to me as yes of course water fire and um, air and earth and also the fifth element so that the um including them all and and above mm -hmm. um but also 
how these five elements were within us too. It was sometimes we, we are like, oh yes, that's nature and I'm here. And it was like, this match, it was like, well, we are it. So the elements are not just out there. Um, we are those elements. And so to reconnect to the elements of nature is to reconnect to ourselves mm. uh, at, at the core, mm. uh, because what, that's what I guess I got chills. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so this message was so strong and we've been given, really given all the information. It's not that Sarah's, my gosh, I caught myself. What's going on today? Around. There's a Sarah with us. Something, something's going on. Um, it's not that I <laughs> or Tash came up with, uh, you know, peace being lavender and, uh, and, and water and we just like tossed a coin or something. It's a message that came through and was very specific. And so we couldn't say no. It was just, yes, of course. Of course we're doing this. And as Tash said, within 12 months, we, um, we had all in place and it, all this not only had to come as, it, as, as the information that came, but it needed to be um, not just essential oils, whatever essential oils, but ne they needed to be pure. They needed to be uh, organic. It was like, uh, you know, respecting um, because of the importance of this message, even the oil that we had to source was kind of, it had to have certain things, mm. um, characteristics specifically. So being pure, you know, being, um, the flowers being grown, um, in a respectful way because yes, uh, lavender or sweet orange or ylang ylang will give us all this, uh, or actually Italian bergamot as well, we've got faith, um, will give us this um, reconnection. But in exchange, we need to respect how they are grown, how they're harvested and, and all that. So Yeah, and that, that approach is becoming even more and more evident across a lot of industries, isn't it? We want to know where the plant was grown right through the whole production process too. And we want to know that everyone along the way is being treated respectfully and, you know, earning a living wage and all of those things as well. And as, as you said, Sarah, because, as you know, I do elemental space clearing and you're talking about all the elements, right? And it's so beautiful for you to say they're all in us as well because that's definitely something i bring to elemental space clearing is there's always all the different elements of nature and i usually use the cardinal points as well like north i always get my clients to draw north on their floor plan and i'll pick oils essentially to specifically support the intentions of the process so you know there's it's beautiful to hear you share how what the work you do really kind of aligns with what I share as well, which is really lovely. But as you both know, my word is sanctuary. <laughs> and that can encompass so many things. And I think people, when they perhaps first come across the word sanctuary, they think, oh, they're home. You know, home has to look good or whatever. But there's all these other elements underneath it. And I refer to them as like the emotional and the spiritual aspects 
of those as well. So I know what I think, and I've certainly shared on the podcast before what I think sanctuary is probably way too many times. <laughs> so can we ask, let's ask you first, Sarah, when you hear the word sanctuary, what does that bring up for you? Or what does that, um, you know, what does that look like for you? Anything in and around that word? So I've got my um, mental image of sanctuary and, and that would be the perfect, you know, vision, the perfect sanctuary. And I'll get there one day, um, which is, you know, a, a beautiful, like simple house, um, spacious, uh, very minimalistic, uh, very calm vibes and in, in surrounded by nature, having my garden where I can go outside and plant seeds and water plants and spend time outside. And, um, you know, like we all have our, I guess, our, have our vision of how um, our house could be to, to make us feel in a certain way. Um, but I guess... And, and every time I try to uh, make wherever I, I go a little sanctuary, um, I guess my my big lesson now and in, in probably in my lifetime <laughs> has been um, within uh, the fact that I'm, I move a lot and sometimes I'm in places that I I don't res- resonate with and they're not within my um perfect imagery of sanctuary and so the next step for me is to bring with me my magic toolbox that comes with me everywhere and and it can be you know depending on where i go small or big uh, but i always have my precious crystals and my oils and um maybe a mala or something and and those things remind me it's just a a huge reminder for me that wherever I am, I've got everything I need to to create my sanctuary. And so I put my crystals out and um, and that makes me feel good. But a step further again, uh, sometimes, you know, I, I can't even bring those. And so I have to um, go in my sanctuary within. And and that's, that's my next big lesson to really bring sanctuary mentally spiritually despite with me all the time just by closing my eyes or even you know open eyes but being in a space of sanctuary because i decide is it is so it is within me anyway and so crystals and oils and everything else really helps me to create that um we know feng shui and your surroundings you know really affect your energies but i'm really learning and and it's a big lesson for me to to create sanctuary within um yeah wherever i go so that i can actually affect (laughs) the surrounding and be like the other way around i'm like okay now sanctuary it is (laughs) yeah well i talk about sanctuary in your home body and life and i'm loving what you're sharing Sarah because there are so many people walking in and around the world who don't have a sense of sanctuary in their body and when you think about it our body is our home Mm -hmm. Um, this is the thing we take with us everywhere Um, whether we've got 
clothes on or not, <laughs> whether we're wearing, you know, jewellery or crystals or not. And so there's this, this importance, the word peace is coming to me, like we need to create this sense of peace within ourselves so that if we can't take those tools with us because of whatever reason, or if we find ourselves somewhere, you know, we need to be able to switch from, you know, one mindset to another, you know, as easily as we can. A lady I know, actually my hairdresser years ago was telling me she had two family members in the same hospital at the same time. And I can't remember the exact situation, but what she would do is she would go from one family member, you know, leave that room and then go to the other family member and sit, you know, in, at their bedsides. And in between, her sanctuary place was the water fountain. She would just stop. She'd take a drink of water, take a breath, you know, and then step on. So it's finding that little spot, isn't it? Like, where is that sanctuary in me, even if all this is going on on the outside, where I can carry that into wherever I am? Yeah. Tash, how about you? What does sanctuary, the word, um, you know, give, give to you? What does that look like? Uh, I think for me, the first thought that comes to mind is about being within. Um, so when I think about sanctuary, I think about that place of feeling really connected within myself, as you said, really safe, really grounded. For me, that's a silent place, like sanctuary feels like silence, which I really like. Um, and it's a place that's just for me. And then I think about the more material or the practical things. And I think sanctuary is my library with a fireplace. I don't have a library with a fireplace yet, like Sarah, you know, and I've got a conversation pit and, you know, um, it, it's that type of thing. So creating... Um, I call it like my Zen den and, you know, my, my practice. I try and create like that with candles and salt lamps and having an environment that feels really like a place of Zen. That's what I call it, my Zen den. Um, but, yeah, for me, first and foremost, it's kind of within. And then how do I create spaces, um, you know, or environments where it does feel like a really safe place where people can kind of settle in. And I think, you know, essential oils are definitely part of that. For me um and you said something before that i wanted to touch on about the pressure of having to do it right like intention and ritual because i think we're very human i think sarah and i we're pretty honest about life gets busy stuff gets hard we don't always have an hour to meditate like you know i probably haven't meditated for the last couple of weeks but i find moments to you know put on my essential oils inhale take a breath have some deep breathing to ground. Um, so I think you can create those moments of peace and sanctuary anytime and it doesn't have to look like anything amazing or this elaborate ritual. Those things are beautiful when you have the space to do that and I think we need to create space. But someone once said to me that you can find peace in every moment you can, and that can be difficult sometimes. <laughs> but you know, we can choose to find those moments of peace to connect with ourselves, just to breathe, to reconnect to the breath. And that can take us, I think, into that place of sanctuary. Oh, definitely. And you're spot on with what you're saying around that, Tash, because sometimes people think I've got to book in the hour massage. I've got to book in the three-week holiday. I've got to, you know, do the big thing. And it's not necessarily the big thing that's going to bring that sense of sanctuary. It's actually all those little pockets of 
30 seconds here or two minutes there, even just holding your child's hand as you're walking to the car or hugging your partner or looking up at the moon or the sunrise or whatever, all of those really do lift your heart and bring you that sanctuary that I, well, I certainly was craving for at a time in my life when it was less than sanctuary. So definitely. So in regards to spiritual practices, I think you've probably already touched on them a little bit, but I think it's really important, you know, on a podcast like this to be sharing other people and, and their spiritual practices. So if you were to, let's say, choose your top two or three, if there are two or three, like what would be your go-to spiritual practices if you had time on a daily basis, because <laughs> I think that's important, right? I'm very practical as well. I kind of go, well, life gets in the way. We might have sick children, sick parents. We might be sick. We might have busy work and clients and travel and all sorts of things. Um, but if you could pick two or three spiritual practices that you do, what would they be? Who wants to go first? Who's got it in their head already? <laughs> I can I can do that. Um, so for me, um, having two young kids, uh, well, now growing up, not not kind of not very very young anymore. Uh, but I used to say all the time, I don't have time. I don't have time. I'll do it when kids A is sleeping or kids B is playing and. Uh, but the, that perfect time never came. And so that taught me um, to kind of, of course, like it's not always peaceful. Sometimes we're stressed and it's not the right moment to uh, meditate or close your eyes. But I kind of turned life into a ritual. I kind of turned, like it's not like um, I don't have time, therefore I don't do. It's like, oh, okay, so now... I'm hugging my kids. I can close my heart, my eyes and or, or be present in this moment. And, and that is in a ritual in itself. Uh, like we hug, we hug a lot. That's why I was a bit late even before because mornings and nights are actually our hug time. And mm -hmm. uh, the kids know that the kids come and we hug and, and that in itself is our ritual together. And, and we feel connection. We feel connected. And, uh, like to find time to, um, I guess spiritual does, we are a holistic being, we're, we're spirit, we are spirit, we are mind, we are body. And so it doesn't have to be separated. It doesn't have to be that hour of spiritual practice, as you said, it can, we are spirit at any time of the day. And, and so of course I, I really treasure my five minutes, 10 minutes, if, if it's half an hour, even better of holding a crystal of, uh, you know, putting some oil in my hands and rubbing them and smell that beautiful smell that brings me like that memory of peace and, and closing my eyes. And, and actually over time, like it took, it used to take lots of time to, to channel to, as, as you know, cause we, uh, we practiced together a long time ago, um, you know, <laughs> But in time, now I just close my eyes and I can go to that sweet, peaceful spot where I can really connect deeply, easily. Uh, but it, isn't that, it hasn't always been like that. It takes time. Um, and so just five minutes for me, it, it's enough. 
or holding a crystal or writing down whatever got on my mind in that moment, even if it's frustration moment. And I'm like, ah, I want to get this out of me. I want to write it down. I want to go and hug a tree. And so as Tash was saying, it's not that we do the two hours all dressed in white and with the jewelry on and we put a crown on and, you know, we're humans living a, this crazy human experience. And so we bring rituals in it. Yeah, yeah. And you have to live your life. I mean, you've got two yeah. children and a husband. I mean, <laughs> there's things to do other than sitting under a tree and saying on for 48 hours in a white gown and so on. If that happens, <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy. Like, yeah, we're up <laughs> for it, totally. <laughs> yes, definitely. But on a daily basis, um, you know, I, I love what you said too, Sarah, because I did hear this saying years ago and I'll, I'm, you know, paraphrasing and I'll get it really wrong um, now, but it was something like, if you say you don't have time, it means you don't want to. So mm. if you always say, I don't have time to hug my children, if I don't have time to meditate, if I don't have time to, I don't know, call someone who I'm thinking of in this moment and I really feel I need to connect out, you know, connect with them. To say I don't have time, I and mean, you think of all those things, like I actually do want to connect with my child, I do want to meditate, I do want to reach out to my friend, I do want to cook myself a healthy dinner or whatever the thing is I'm telling myself I don't have time for. Um, so I love how you kind of trying to make your whole day and your whole life you know, this beautiful ritual and, and kind of re, reframing perhaps some of that stuff. Yeah, I think maybe it's perception. I had also, and I guess I wasn't the only one, I had the perception that uh, ritual meant something difficult or meant something like I have to follow step one preparation and might be that way in particular times um, but following our own heart and intuition and just do small acts of kindness towards ourselves and the ones around us to me is already um, spiritual practice like yeah, beautiful. And modelling. And, you know, yeah. we couldn't get any better than that. Thank you. Tash, what about you? What are your spiritual practices that you would put on your top one, two and three if you had lots of time? Yeah, or even not a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, look, I think I agree with what Sarah says in that, um, you know, we can, I think, live our lives and kind of integrate how we want to be into life. It doesn't always have to be specific ritual. I do love, uh, for me, being able to have a small amount of time just to sit quietly. Like there's something very important to me in that. And just if I can do that, even if it's five or ten minutes, and sometimes I do it and I'm in bed, and that's okay because um, I'm kind of clear audience, so I will just talk, you know, to myself in my head and to whoever's around and ask questions and kind of hear the answers and for me sometimes it's just that little connection is enough and that might happen once a day might happen twice a day maybe it, you know I won't get to that today but having those moments just to go inward is probably my biggest lessons around that spiritual connection and not having it to look a certain way or as you said comparing it to anyone else uh, everyone is spiritual and we've all got our own different ways to connect so for me just having that time seeing what comes up is really beautiful um 
and I kind of go with what I feel called to do. So sometimes it is, I feel really called to get the Oracle deck out, you know, and pull a card for someone or for myself or to use that. Um, or I'll feel called to smudge the room, you know, so I'll do that as well. So kind of just following my intuition on that um, and trusting it, I think is the big thing to go, yeah, this is what I need to do today. Um, and then in terms of intention, I think if I do decide to do something, being purposeful with my intention, like what, what would I like to get out of it? So you touched on intention before, mm. and I guess that's why for us with the oils even, we set them with intentional words and symbols because we actually do want people to slow down a little bit to sort of drop into their bodies, to drop into their hearts and to go, okay, what do I want this to be? You know, what what do I want to do? I want to have 10 minutes to journal. Um, sorry, I know I'm going off topic, like, because I, I do lots of different things. It's um, fine, go. <laughs> Great. Just choosing to slow down, to be really intentional. If you are going to take that time for yourself, what is it that you want to do? You know, what, what would you like to create? Would you like to create a feeling of peace? Do you want to feel really motivated and tap into your purpose, you know, which is what we've got all the oils for? Or do you want to connect? Do you feel like you're missing that divine connection? And do you want to use your connection blend to just sit and be, you know, whatever it is for you, just be intentional with it and it doesn't have to take too long. Um, but just slow down a little, you know, to breathe and to feel it rather than being like, <laughs> like, let's do this ritual. You know, I think you do have to slow a little at times. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think in around that ritual, and it's kind of touching on what Sarah said as well, we nearly feel like we've got to have a guidebook or we've got to go to a class or someone else has to teach us that ritual. And because I, well, we've all had to slow down a lot more over the last, three or four months, which I think has been really interesting for people on sanctuary journeys because they've had to be in their home with their close, close you know, loved ones or whoever they're living with or renting with or whatever the case may be. And the concept of sanctuary has been a little bit elusive. And so it's really been an invitation to come back to what is this that's important to me at the same time as honouring your space in this world because we can all, all three of us and everybody we know and everyone they know and everyone they know can say, we live in a busy world. We've got 100 things on our to-do list. We've got a tick, 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 tick. We're all the same. Um, but it's coming back to that intention and hopefully alignment into, you know, whatever your, your true purpose is or your true life is. So they're beautiful. Thank you, ladies. So the only really official question that comes out of this whole sanctuary chat <laughs> is if you could leave the listener with one piece of advice on their sanctuary journey what would it be i don't i i was gonna think to um about something spectacular but while you were <laughs> to say but actually while you were speaking be true to yourself came through and so i say that <laughs> be true to yourself in every way yeah, yeah. that's beautiful mm. simple succinct beautiful thank you sarah tash what about you i had similar words you know um and i kind of thought advice i don't want to give advice and then the words that came through were like 
come home to yourself. So, you know, whatever is within you, you know, that's, that's your journey. So. Yeah. And it's, it's stepping forward each day to get a little bit closer mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We could talk forever, couldn't we? I think, but this has been so, so beautiful. How can people find you ladies and your gorgeous oils? Okay, so we're online. Uh, you can find us at www.alchemista.com.au, which is A-L-K-I-M-I-S-T-A. I'm thinking about that because I'm a word writer. Um, alchemista.com.au. We're on uh, Instagram as The Modern Alchemista and also on Facebook as well. So you can find us online, um, but mostly online. We have a couple of little sort of places who are stocking our oils um, or just in small quantities and a couple of businesses who have purchased some for gifts, but probably best to find us online and you'll see our whole collection of what we've got online. Beautiful, because you have started introducing other beautiful things like bath salts and... Others, which are gorgeous, those little boxes that you're creating. Um, the peace box is my favourite at the moment. Something else is We've got more exciting things happening this week. So. <laughs> oh, this week. Well, by the time this episode lands, that, that beautiful, exciting new opportunity, offer, whatever, will be um, out. So please share it with us and I can definitely add that to the show notes and um, all the links and everything to everything that you just shared will be in the show notes for everyone to um, connect with as well. So thank you so much, ladies, for being here. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank Helen. You. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Helen. You're, You're amazing. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with me today talking about sanctuary and spirituality. I hope that the learnings you received in this episode are helpful for you on your own journey. But as always, I'm here to support you. So if you would like, please do reach out and share your thoughts with me. And also please feel free to like, share, comment or review this episode. If you'd like to connect with me more, please go to my website, helenjoybutler.com. And I invite you also to join the Sanctuary Inner Circle. That's our beautiful group who talk about sanctuary spirituality and everything in between. But until next time, take care and much love.